Yo, this is the ancient Texan. Had an email from a friend this morning, and I'll read you the words, and then we'll come back to the subject. I'm wondering what you think about this tricky balance. To go green, we have to dig up the earth. But why do our cars need chips and rare earth elements in the first place? Can we come up with a creative alternative to our current car design? Can we live in harmony with the earth if it means destroying it in the process? Good friend, I'll give you her name. And the article that she attached is U.S. Faces Tough Choices in 2022 on Mines for Electric Vehicle Metals. Um, this has been going on a lot more than 2022. We're at the end of a, what I've been watching for 55 years. Um, well, let's put the stage first on what the real questions are. China right now has decided that it's going to be number one in electric vehicle manufacture. It now makes the most electric vehicles. And they subsidize their business. Because they know how important it is to dominate. They also have started buying up all the metals, the reserves and the mines that exist around the world. Um, they bought cobalt uh, in the Congo. They already control the rare earths. They already make most of the copper in the world. And they also now have most of the expertise. If you wanted to say, send some lithium ore to our lithium factory to make lithium metal, doesn't exist. Want to know, send stuff to our rare earth facilities to make, extract rare earths from the ores and make rare earths, doesn't exist. Here's what's even more scary. The people that know how to do these things no longer live in the U.S. We no longer teach extractive metallurgy in our schools. There's a few courses here and there. There's a few relics of old professors. I'm helping to start up a new magnesium facility uh, that hopefully will come to Ohio. And we're getting a lot of help by the Republican establishment none by the Democrats. The financing we're getting and the investments are almost all coming from contacts uh, with the Trump administration. <laughs> you can love to hate Trump and I don't like the guy either, but this is the reality. Now, Here's what's worse. They have a 74-year-old metallurgist helping them to get a magnesium facility built in the U.S. 
We have one other one that's in Salt Lake that that has a lot of pollution problems, but the military, I'm convinced, I don't know this for a fact, keeps them open because they can't... Uh, magnesium is a strategic element for our military. It would also make cars lighter, electric vehicles lighter and more efficient, but there's just not enough that we have control. We don't have enough magnesium to do that right now. The trouble, they have a 74-year-old metallurgist who's obviously getting a little senile here um, because there are no young ones. There's a few in Canada that probably know how to do it. U.S. is really short on those kind of people. We don't have an investment climate. We can't build plants because not in my backyard. So what does that all mean? It, it's already true that if China wanted to stop you from having an Apple phone, it could cut off the supply of rare earths. Also electric vehicles, you need uh, electric motors, need the rare earths to have good electric magnets. When you ask about, you know, why do we need chips and rare earths in the first place? If you want to have the best science applied to what you're doing and have the highest efficiency and actually make something work well, um, you have to use the best science and the best, you know, magnets people have come up with have rare earths in them. They're so much more efficient. If you want an electric car to go 300 miles or do you want it to go 100 miles, you can have your choice. Well, no one's going to buy the $100, the one that goes 100 miles. So if you don't use the best science and the best materials to make your electric car, you're not going to sell it. You're not going to stay in business. So that's, it's really a non-choice. So there's this idea that we're making the planet cleaner by not building in the U.S. In this article, it talks about electric vehicles. It talks about how Biden has stopped the building of a copper plant, uh, undermine uh, copper plant, and let's see, where was it, Minnesota? Let's see, in Minnesota, state regular Regulators are weighing whether permits issued to Polytech Mining Corp, which is controlled by mining giant Glencore, should be revoked or issued. Polytech's mine would become a major nickel producer just as the only U.S. nickel mine is set to close by 2025. In North Carolina, Piedmont Lithium's failure to keep local landholders abreast of its development plans may cause the company necessary local zoning approvals. Biden himself took steps in October to block Antofasta PL, I can't say the name of the company, Twin Metals Copper and Nickel Project in Minnesota for 20 years. 20 years is forever. The proposed underground mine would have become a major U.S. supplier of copper for electric vehicles, which used twice as much of the red metal 
as vehicles with an internal combustion engine. Of course, there's always a trade-off. But if you think you're making the plant planet a better place by not building in the U.S., you need to go to Peru and Chile and other countries um, and see what their standards are. I've been to Peru and seen large pipes with acids running out that going into the local river. Uh, same river the kids are playing in and there's lead and selenium. The whole town has got lead poisoning. All the children, by the time they're 30, they got the shakes. So, that, you know, we see, and it's outrageous, the, you know, the drinking water problems we've had with lead. And that, again, was caused by somebody just being stupid because lead pipes itself with water that's a little bit basic doesn't put lead into the drinking water. But they change supplies of water, the whole Minnesota thing. But I digress. If we want to go back to the cave era, we don't probably have to go back that far, but we could go back to riding horses and buggies and that kind of stuff. You don't need to mine. If you want to have cars, modern houses, electricity, telephones, electric vehicles, Electrofield is just one thing on the list. Washing machines. If you want any of that, you have to mine. If you want to do it in a way that's clean, you insist that it's done in the United States and it's done to high standards, high environmental standards. Our current laws are pretty damn good. And if they're enforced, it's about as clean as you can get. If you want to pass the buck and send it to Peru, or like Biden is saying, we'll let our allies do it. No, our allies aren't going to be doing it. Our allies are as short of metals as we are. China is going to be doing it. China controls about 70-80% of the raw materials required to make our life functional. And they're buying up everything in sight to control everything. I've been watching this happen for 55 years and we're asleep at the wheel. We could be cut off. They have a master plan. They're willing to operate a plan that takes 100 years to execute. And they're about 60 to 70 years into this plan. And then they will be controlling all the raw materials that are needed for our way of life. If you want to trust China with your future, if you think the standards that China has, which is a whole nother podcast, uh, what they're doing with the Uyghurs and their own people, look at what they just did to Pin Sway, a, a tennis player that said that she had been sexually assaulted by someone. They are control freaks. They're building up their military. They now have a larger navy than we do. They're going to come, they're going to take Taiwan. Guess what Taiwan does? Besides, you know, 
they have a long history and they think Taiwan people should conform to what they want to and they're going to make them do it and we're probably not going to be able to stop them Taiwan has the most advanced chip maker in the world you want phones you want cars our cars are much more efficient and much more environmentally uh, sound than they were even 10 years ago but if you go back to beginning of my life the amount of pollution cars put out they put out lead they had lead uh, in the gasoline to stabilize to make the motors uh, more stable we do a lot of that with electronics now they put lead into it's called anti-knocking with our electronics our cars are much more efficient put much less pollution in the air but you want good electronics that control how well the car runs and how little pollution it puts out you need chips you can take away the chips go back to your 1953 Chevy that I learned to drive on but don't kid yourself that that's going to clean up the environment that's going downhill very fast so we have this and you know and here's here's how far over uh, I am I look at the open pit mines that are in uh, Arizona Butte Montana there's some in uh, Peru Chile yeah, there's quite a few around I look at them and I look say they're the seventh wonder of the world they are amazing what the size of holes that we've dug in the ground it is amazing and that hole is not causing any pollution I think it's beautiful you think it's an eyesore and damage the environment I think it's amazing engineering that we can take and move what probably amounts to four or five thousand pounds of dirt to get one pound of copper and we can do it for a couple of bucks per pound of copper we used to do it at 80 cents a pound but it's got to where now sometimes you're moving a lot more dirt to get that one pound and you put it through a processing plant uh, amazing amount of, of know-how is this in a copper smelter is some of the most advanced chemistry in the world same thing with rare earths even more advanced uh, making lithium metal the chemistry and the science required to get to where we are and have the lifestyle we like I'm looking at my TV set, my computer screen. All that is really advanced science built with components that require commodities. It's, to me, it's just, I wake up every day in complete marvel of what we've done. And it's made the cost of staying alive and living on this planet you know 10% of what it would be without it we are much more 
efficient and clean and do much less harm to the environment. Just like, you know, with what we produce here, the amount of pollution we cause by our lifestyle um, is high from the point of view that we're just, we consume a whole truckload of stuff. So if you want to help the environment, we need to consume a whole lot less. <clears throat> but if you look on a, on a per unit of consumption, the pollution from China is many times over. Now, you want a pound of copper, they'll make a lot more pollution. You want to, you know, just the, if you have someone that's living at our same, if you equalize the living standard, like if you have someone in China that's well off, um, and is middle class standard here, their pollution that they're causing, the goods and services to supply their lifestyle versus the goods and services to supply our lifestyle, check it out. Their pollution is many times higher. All the way from the way they generate power to the way they dump crap into the rivers and ocean and into the air. Beijing, they're having a lot of plants shut down for the Olympics so their air won't be so filthy and hard to breathe and causing asthma and death. Uh, if you look at the world, what choice we've made by our NIMBY decisions is that we're going to turn over running the world to China. We're going to let China be our moral guide and determine how this planet is treated. And that says nothing but how they treat people like the Uyghurs. So right now we're turning over how the commodities in the world are managed because we don't want it in our backyard. And even more, they just have to hold out another half generation or so. And there's not going to be anybody in the U.S. that knows how to do any of the, the stuff that, that... I'm probably one of the best extractive metallurgists you'll ever know. <laughs> it's easy to say that because there's not many of us left. But I don't know the rare earth chemistry. I know that, you know, like the first few steps after you get an ore and how to, you know, do the first levels of concentration. But the sophisticated stuff, can't even find it in the literature here. It's not in our science. It's not in our know-how. There's a few people left here that know how to do it. Not many. They're going to die. I'm going to die. Now, I'll guarantee you probably no one else listened to this conversation or this TED Talk. Oh, TED Talk, I wish it was a TED Talk. Listening to this podcast knows how to do any of the stuff that makes your life possible, that know how to make any of the commodities. I know how to make a few dozen, refine a few dozen metals, um, which is a lot, but still nothing compared to the amount of knowledge that we need to keep our society functioning. 
But if you want to trust China with it, if you want to tr trust your future to China, your well-being, your children's well-being, then all we have to do is keep saying no to mines and projects happening in the U.S. You can continue to look at an open pit mine and say you're hurting the earth. As you drive there in your car, talk to me about it on your phone and see a show on TV about it. And then put your clothes in your washer But, before you turn off the lights at night, just ask yourself if you want those lights coming back on to depend on China. Because that's where we're headed. Um, I could build a better case for this. In fact, I've written some articles on it that nobody reads. And I'm shouting to the world here. Nobody hears. but. been watching this for a long, long time. Even been to China and seen in some of their facilities. I've been in companies where China has stolen their technology, made a condition of taking a plant and building a plant in China. You have to turn over your technology. They're doing that right now with electric vehicles. If someone wants to build a plant in China, they pretty much have to hand their technology over to China so they can reverse engineer it and apply it to their cars. So they never, they have trouble staying, keeping up with us and our inventiveness and our creativity, even stealing as fast as they can. Because stealing, you're always one step behind. But as a number of us that are actually working on the science of things, the other thing here is just a more broad comment. We act like we know how to do this climate change. We don't. They have, we have oversimplified the hell out of it. If we're depending just on renewables, we're in big trouble. We need to throw nuclear reactors, modern nuclear, nuclear reactors that the Democratic Party is against. We need to throw that into the mix. That uh, long... I can't think of his name. Andrew, Andrew Wong, Andrew something that ran for president. He was the only one that was up to speed about nuclear reactors. Bill Gates is trying to build us some nuclear rea reactors, modern ones. Um, but I'm 100% convinced the climate change, we're not going to stop it. We can't. All engineering is a trade-off, period. You cannot do anything that doesn't have a trade-off, period. If you want to stop global warming, you need to use the best science, the best equipment we have. Large, stable, non-polluting, CO2-admitting, Electricity is only made by nuclear. Stable electric power with 
today's knowledge is nuclear energy. Don't put that on the table. We're not going to make it. Solar and wind are great and they can keep taking more. Electric batteries are great. They're expensive as hell. And if you don't think I know what I'm talking about, look at Germany right now. They've got rid of all their nuclear reactors. They spend a hell of a lot of money on solar and renewables. And they're actually going backwards. They're going backwards. They're producing more CO2 than they did 10 years ago. Hmm. France gets 75% of their energy from nuclear. They have much lower CO2 emissions than we do. We barely know how to make nuclear reactors anymore because we're losing the expertise. If you don't do it, you lose it. You don't refine metals, you lose the know-how. First generation, the plant goes overseas. Second generation, the expertise disappears. And we're on the third generation with a lot of things. So, it's a choice. The United States is making the choice not to stay engaged in the technologies that support our life. We are choosing the decision to trust China. I think it's, it's got to be in the top 10 stupid things that we're doing. Right now it's the most stupid I can think of, but I'm a little emotional at the moment. You're making that choice. The Democrats in particular are making that choice more than the Republicans are. Although the Republicans, I can't... They're the party that's against everything. I don't think they know how to be for anything. But the Democrats, if you want to meet global warming head-on, you have to make trade-offs. You cannot get there without trade-offs. You have to decide which technologies cause the least harm, a policy that causes the least harm overall and produces the most good. It's complicated, and we should be spending billions of dollars on just the decision process and coming up with a plan and hundreds of billions, maybe trillions on R&D to make solar, wind, modern nuclear reactors better. We're acting like we have all the answers. We don't. We don't even have a solid plan. It's good on the news to say all this, you know, Biden doing all this stuff. What made Biden smart enough to figure that out or his administration? This is not a plan that's had the dollars put into it to be a good plan. It's just a plan that is politically acceptable. That doesn't 
depend on knowledgeable people that are willing to make trade-offs. It depends on people that are in some pipe dream that you can not mine copper here and you can depend on the rest of the world. You can if you want to put your future and many generations future of the United States in the hands of China, you can do that. Imagine a world where the knowledge on how to make copper, rare earths, nickel, cobalt, titanium, lithium metal, magnesium is no longer we no longer how know how to do it and just China knows. You want to live in that world? I think you're crazy. Fortunately, there's a few friendly countries. Um, that are keeping some of that expertise alive. Canada is doing a fair amount. Australia. There's not a lot of that expertise that's just sitting around. And it's certainly not being developed here anymore. A lot of what I know is decades old. And yet, it's still... I'm still very marketable because the competition is really pretty weak because we have decided not in my backyard.